Welcome to a special edition of Bulls Bros. I'm Alex from an undisclosed location, uh, joined by Max in Chicago. Hello, Max. Hello, hello. So, Max, it's been an exciting time for the Chicago Bulls. The Bulls are 5-1. and one. Uh, The last time we talked uh, on the air, so to speak, was uh, after the first Bulls game, uh, a victory um, against the Detroit Pistons um, in our first game of the season. Uh, we have now beaten. Uh, we played. We were four and zero, which was our first four and zero start since the nineteen ninety six nineteen ninety seven season. Um, which you know, if you'll recall, uh, ended up with a title, our fifth um, against the Jazz, our first against the Jazz, but our fifth overall. And um, anyway, I don't know if that's going to happen this time, but I hope so. But uh, but yeah, we beat um, three teams that were. Yeah, not necessarily expected to be postseason contenders. Although the last of those first four victories was against the Raptors, uh, we were up by twenty. Then we fell. Um, we almost thought the whole lead collapsed at the end of the game there. But um, uh, thanks to some clutch play from Demar Derozan, who's been very clutch this whole year so far, um, and some you know decent except Nikola that, Vucevic. Except that last minute shot against the Knicks. Right. Well, whatever. Uh, we'll talk about that, but uh, some some uh, decent defense from Nikola Vucevic at the end on on a switch guarding Fred Van Vliet, uh, who was trying to make a, a game tying three, descended to overtime, um, and so we wound up, you know, just sort of holding on to that victory. Um, so we won one eleven, one oh eight. So that's the first four games, and then we played a legitimate playoff contender in the Knicks on Joakim Noah night. Uh, the team, of course, was coached by Tom Thibodeau and features. Um, Old friends Derrick Rose and Taj Gibson coming off the bench for New York. Um, it's a revamped Knicks team. Uh, they beat us by, I believe, one point at the end there. Um, pretty pretty awesome game. A lot of former Bulls are in the house. And then we also most recently had a um, victory against the Utah Jazz, who coming into the, the game um, had the best offense in the NBA. Now, to be fair, they were missing Mike Conley, but then again, we were also missing a starter, Patrick Williams, who we are going to be missing for the rest of the year, it sounds like. Okay, so that brings us up to date. Let's talk about, most importantly, those last two games uh, against legitimate playoff contenders in the Knicks and the Jazz. All right, uh, you want to start us off, Max? What what were some things you saw? You know, I thought it was a really interesting couple games. Um, I wasn't sure what to expect. I thought we would beat uh, the Knicks, uh, put a few bucks down on that. That was a mistake. Um, But... You know, I, I think that, um, honestly, I was encouraged by that game because I saw a level of fight. You know, they weren't getting the calls. They were being very physical with us. The exact same things they did last year. And I saw us fight back, you know, at the end, you know. And the guys were struggling. And Vooch hits a clutch three and the dribble handoff. I mean, I, uh, we started fighting more in the rebounding. And I love the fact that the starters were struggling. They brought in... Um, you know, well, I, I just think that it was nice how the whole team kind of came together ultimately and fought back. And, and even though we didn't end up with the victory against the Knicks, we put ourselves in a position to give it, get a shot at it. So um, overall, it was a competitive game. And then against the Jazz, I really felt like we came out and, you know, showed some legit defense. I mean, we really played good defense on them. Um, and one, you know, right now, one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. I don't know if that's going to last, but it was pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive how we handled um, Don Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, and those guys. So um, loved how Tony Bradley and Derrick Jones Jr. came in off the bench, and they haven't really played, and now they brought you know energy and defense and athleticism, able to switch on everything, um, rebounding, uh, shot blocking. I was just, uh, it was a full team win, you know, even when some guys were, were struggling, but then kept fighting. So, um, yeah, I thought that was very encouraging. Yeah. Um, so a couple notes on that Jazz game. Uh, jazz came in again with the, the best offense in the NBA before. And they we were under the last them. undefeated team, I believe, at that They're, time. That's right. They were the last undefeated team. Now, they'd only played like four games compared to everyone else uh, who played, you know, five or six, but even still. Um, and then um, we held youth out of just 38% shooting from the field, uh, and we made them um, turn over the ball 
20 times, um, and uh, that resulted in 25 Bulls points. So, What I really, I want to get your thoughts on this, because one of the things I love about this team is our, you know, Arturus and Mark Eversley, they looked at us last year, and what were our biggest problems? We did not have a lead ball handler who was good, right? Um, and didn't have good, I think the idea was, what are the issues? You're not getting a lot of assists, you're cr- turning the ball over a lot, and you're not getting to the free throw line. Those are like the biggest things that were preventing us from being, uh, you know, I mean, you could say defense as well, but the defense wasn't terrible. Um, so they address all those things. They give us a lot of ball handlers. We don't turn the ball over that much, and we get a lot of assists, um, and we're getting to the line more. And I really like what I'm seeing, you know, having the ball in DeMar DeRozan's hands. He knows what to do. He's a professional, been around, a veteran, been around for a long time, dropping 30 points efficiently. Um, he just knows how to manage the game, and he makes everyone else's life easier around him. Um, so you can have these defensive-oriented guys around him, and you could still put up points because he can just score. Uh, and he is, you know, get to his spots in the mid-range at any point. So I really um, – and get to the line. So anyway, all that to say, the new additions are going well, and we would never have beaten the Jazz last year. I mean, we, you know, we would never have beaten them. So it was a, a very pleasant – I thought it was a really encouraging game to build off of. Yeah, this is a slightly better Jazz team than last year too, and that team was the they're top really seed in the West. You know, they're they're very a really good, good team. They're, they're very a really good, good team. especially regular season. Um, oh yeah, you know, yeah. game to game, uh, and the playoffs are more solvable. But you know, we would you know, we would have gotten slaughtered by them in a hypothetical playoff series uh, last year. We um, oh my god, so <laughs> yeah. who am I to talk really like they're very good you know like they've got their problems compared to like the tops of you know the top teams in the entire NBA but they're they're right there so yeah awesome awesome win for us and the next one was good too you know it was a good game we 104 103 yeah uh, a lot of lead changes we could have won that game we messed we messed up too much uh you just don't have that against uh Tom Thibodeau team they're just not Tough team. Yeah, a lot of defense. I mean, they're a good um, team, too. They're 5-1, and one, so... Well, actually, yeah, that's another thing I want to talk about. So, um, uh, do you want to hear where the expected best teams in the East are right now, where they're seated? Now, of course, this is completely meaningless because it's the first, you know, week plus of the season. Week yeah. and a half. But, um, yeah, do you want to hear where the Brooklyn Nets and the Miami Bucks... Oh, sorry, the Milwaukee Bucks are situated right now? Well, sure. hold on, let, me, let me say it again. It doesn't... It doesn't really matter. Oh. I mean, so Max, do you want to hear where the Brooklyn Nets and the Milwaukee Bucks are are uh, seated right now in the East? Sure, but it doesn't matter. Means nothing. But Brooklyn Nets uh, are four three, and they are the eighth seed. And the Milwaukee Bucks are three and four, and they are the tenth seed. So playing teams now, of course, again meaningless. But where are we, Max? You ask. Oh, I'm so glad you asked, Max, because Third? we. Well, I, I guess because of. Um, uh, the Knicks game, we are second, but uh, we have the same record as four other teams in the East. The Knicks are listed as the one seed. Uh, we're the second seed. The Wizards are the third seed. The Heat are the fourth seed. And again, those are all five and one teams. Um, a lot of those with legitimate wins. You know, the Heat have looked awesome too, by the way. The Wizards, I, I don't really trust them. That's kind of fluky. Plus, their best player can't play in certain playoff series, you know, because he doesn't want to give up. I, I think, yeah. Like an adult. I mean, I think it's a, what the scene from the Wizards is encouraging, you know, for them. But uh, yeah, I don't think they're going to be. I think they're going to be in the play-in mix, you know, along with Charlotte. Um, so those are the two hot starts that I do think they'll be in the mix for the play-in. I don't know if Charlotte's one hundred percent going to make it, but they'll be in the mix. Wizards. I mean, you know, I mean, I think basically the Wizards are slightly are slightly better than they were last year. So, so anyway. But more importantly, focused on the Bulls, uh, this is a tough schedule coming up. We're going to know a lot about the team after these next 12 games or 10 games. So then, then we can say, I mean, strength of competition. Then, and then, of course, um, there's going to be some easy games on the schedule, too. So after that, so I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens. What's, uh, who are we playing Monday? Oh yeah, we got a tough schedule. 
I mean, let's check it out. Celtics. Oh, that's not too bad. Celtics have been kind of underwhelming this year. Um, I, I, I don't know. Like, on paper, I like us against them. We're playing, I think, in Boston, and they have, you know, two studs in Jan Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, Brown is still dealing with COVID-19 uh, sort of after effects a little bit, he said in a recent uh, interview that I read. Um, but, you know, he also had, like, 46 points in uh, the first game of the season. So, who knows? But, um uh yeah it's at td garden so yeah i don't know we'll see um yeah and then the sixers uh in philadelphia yeah it's not great wednesday uh you know they are missing one guy but uh they're still quite good and then they'll come come into chicago uh, yeah saturday home and, and home yeah and then nets the nets game that that's going to be interesting i guess wow. i mean they're just the eight seed max like what are you know I, you know, we're the top seed. We should handle it. And then it. the Mavericks, and then the Warriors, <laughs> and then the Clippers, and the Lakers. Now, the Clippers have been rough because uh, they are missing their best player. Um, lucky for us. But they're going to be yeah. spicing up the rotation. Um, yeah. According to Ty Lue uh, and yeah. an Orange I mean, County Register piece that I saw. Uh, right the now, they're, they're one and four, the Clippers. Doesn't mean they're going to be like a one and four, like whatever that percentage, 20%. A winning percentage type team throughout the season, but right now they're having a rough go of it, so it could be a good time to catch them. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at the games like I think we could beat, I think we could beat quite a few of these teams, and then uh, we'll get into the Magic. That'll that'll be a nice win. We, you know, we could play the Hornets. Cavs yeah. not that long. So the this, and then the Pistons and you know Rockets. It's not like we don't have uh, winnable games uh, later in the schedule, but this this stretch is going to be really tough. Yeah, these first three weeks in November are rough, and then things get easier with this Pacers game on the 22nd. Although even that game is a little tough because it is uh, a back-to-back uh, after a Knicks game in New York on the 21st. Ugh. So, it, you know, back-to-backs stink, uh, if, especially the second out of the back-to-back. So, it, you know, we'll see what happens on that, that Pacers game. Pacers are like another team that are not actually that good right now, but you expect them to be a little better than their current record. Um, I think they've only won, like, a game right now. They're, like, 1-6. and six. Yeah, they're 1-6. and six. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, I don't look, think they're like, going to be that good after seeing what they've done, you know, and, and seeing how often guys get hurt, but I still think they're going to be better than that. Like, they're going to be, like, competitive. I'm also starting to think Rick Carlisle is overrated, is another thing. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. I agree. I mean, if he's so great, how come they never, you know, like, in 10 years, never got out of the first round of the playoffs? Just saying. So Pacers, uh, Rockets, Magic. So that's three very winnable games that week, Thanksgiving week. And then... The Heat and the the Hornets to close out the month, and uh, that's a little tough. So it's gonna be it's gonna be mostly a pretty tough November. So anyway, go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say, but um, I like what what I'm seeing. I'm a little worried about. I'm definitely worried about our lack of size at the four spot, and also worried about Zach's thumb. I don't understand. I don't know how long it's going to take for the ligament to fully heal. Um, that's concerning. Yeah, but. so we should say, so Patrick Williams is out for four to six months um, after undergoing a surgery on his wrist, uh, after getting totally hacked by Mitchell Robinson, yeah, out so of control, cool. Nick's center. Um, and then Zach Levine is in with a tear in his non-shooting hand, uh, a thumb tear. And he's going to play through it. Uh, if he got a surgery, apparently it would take about four weeks. Um, someone recently did get surgery and was out like about four weeks, and I forgot who it was. Do you remember? No. But the other thing is, but it, it does it, you don't necessarily need surgery for it to heal. It's, it's about pain tolerance, yeah. Like a, a, like a torn ligament, eventually it's going to heal, as long as you don't make it worse. Taylor Horton Tucker, that's what it was, the Lakers he's guy. Got the, uh, he's got the, uh, you know, wrapping around his thumb when he was playing, I saw. Yeah. So we'll see, we'll see. I don't know. I'm worried it's going to affect him, but... Yeah, I agree. Um, it's you know he's been a little tentative on it. He, it definitely seems like it has affected him a little bit, but like his shooting numbers. I mean, you are pretty see him good. grabbing it; it hurts. But. Yeah, it's it's clearly painful for him. Well, a couple of things. So without Patrick Williams, um, that that leaves the door open for for us to deal with some some lineup issues. Um, I mean, he already he you know he wasn't good this year, but he was rounding his way back into form on offense. I mean, he looked okay on defense, but. 
Running his way back into form. After I was disappointed with his lack issue. of rebounding. I was disappointed with his lack of rebounding. Yeah, tentative to shoot also. Just like getting scared out there a little bit. We're getting abused on the glass. We are getting really, I mean, it is a problem. Um, and against these good teams, you're going you're gonna to run into issues. Um, so Tony Bradley is going to be huge at that backup center. I think he's going to replace a lot of Alizé Johnson's minutes. Because LJ Johnson just can't hang with some of these big guys. He's, um, yeah, he's kind of out of the Billy Donovan's lineup right now. Um, Bradley yeah, kind of replaced I, him. Which, I, I don't mean, think was what the original plan think, was. I mean, I don't know if that's... I, don't, I wouldn't put it that way because I think that's, a, that's a, not the correct phrasing. The reason I say that is because it's going to be very matchup-based. So when you have a Gobert or, um, you know... A Lyles, like a big backup, like Sanner, who's like almost seven foot or around seven foot, tall, seven feet tall. Then you're gonna see a lot of Bradley. If you see like on a small ball lineup, you might see more Alize. So I think that's what I would say. But I, I, I like what I, I mean. I liked what I saw. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, they're gonna have his hands full with Embiid, but I think Vooch could go off against Boston. I think it could be a get-right game for him. Last year when we played Boston, he abused them. I think about Boston is that, like, let me look at, like, like, their centers are not intimidating to me at all. Horford the hurt or no? Let's Horford see, let's back. see. Robert Williams is good, but he gets hurt every five seconds. Oh. Yeah, I don't trust him. I don't trust his health. But, I mean, I guess if he is playing, he's, he's good, so. Yeah, but he's undersized against Vooch. That's so true. I think, I think Vooch, I'm telling you, last year against Boston, he was awesome. So, I think that's going to happen again. Yeah, right now and they are 2-4. The yeah, and they've and lost. we won the game. Yeah. So, I, I think it'll happen again. Let's take a look at their last game here. Um, anyway, I was talking about the Bulls. Sorry, fine, fine. Like, that's what we're here to do. It's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Fine, fine. Okay, okay. So, anyway, yeah. So, the Bradley Johnson thing is an interesting wrinkle to check out. Javante Green moves in the starting lineup. He, you know, doesn't Didn't shoot look much. Right. Didn't, Didn't look, look amazing. Good. Got good foul, foul trouble really early. We lucked out that Jones and Bradley were, like, there to pick up the slack in different kinds of lineups. They looked really good. Yeah. They looked so really good. Bradley, I, I, Bradley was great against Gobert. It was, it was a lot of fun. And, you know, 13 minutes, but. I just, I'm, I love how switchable he is. It's um he's pretty athletic considering. I, I mean I knew he was a good defender and all that, but I didn't realize how athletic he was for a guy his size. Yeah. It so, seems like he had this injury early in the preseason and that kind yeah. of like got him out of the rotation for a second. But Oh yeah, that's why he hasn't played. Yeah. And, but now he's no doubt. his way back in um, and he's proven to be useful. So that's so, a cool thing. Uh, so, oh, yeah, the another thing we should talk about, I guess a little a little fringe lineup thing is the Troy Brown Jr. was like trotted out for a second. Um, he took a, like a bad three miss in the jazz game I'm talking about. Um, he ultimately played like almost a little less than three minutes um, and got uh, pulled out and um, replaced with Ayo Dosunmu, our second-round rookie draft pick, uh, Illinois native. And uh, Dosunmu, you know, like didn't look good on offense. Good. But looked look awesome good. on defense. Yeah. We don't need him to look good on offense. No, we don't. I mean, well, I mean, you know, bench scoring is going to be think- an issue for us, but... Uh, I know, but the that's way we stagger lineups could help. You know, we have a lot of defenders on the bench, right? A lot of defenders. Uh, and if we play like Demar with the bench or which Levine is what we've with been the doing, bench, really. yeah, most of you yeah. Demar with the bench. Like that's you know that's okay. So yeah, we'll mix and match. I mean, I honest, the depth is a concern, but I don't know. I mean, I still if you look at us compared to a lot of these other teams. It's not like all these other. It's not like all these other teams have great depth. No, actually, speaking of depth, let's talk about the Knicks really fast. Just like in terms of how we match up against them, they they go like eleven deep. Um, yeah. And Taj is about to get Taj Gibson is the backup center right now, but Nerlens Noel is about to come back and replace him. Um, I I like the the you know the best whatever six players, the best five players in the Bulls more than the Knicks best five, but I like the Knicks depth better than our depth. So, so it's a bit of, like, if it was a playoff series, it'd be, like, a push. Um, but I, anyway, I don't think that we're done with the roster, especially now. We have a $5 million trade exception, um, and uh, we could do something with that, trade into that. Um, 
So, and then I think we had a biannual exception that we uh, didn't use. We it sounds like we wanted to give that to Paul Millsap, but he decided to play no minutes for the Nets instead. So more power he doesn't look Paul good Millsap. on the Nets. He, he looks look terrible good. on the Nets, but he would have been. I'm glad for we us. didn't have him. No, I, I I don't think we'd want him. He's looked really bad, but he really hasn't gotten much run, you know, like at all. I know, but so. I would rather have like, you know, Bradley out there or. Yeah, I mean, we have more athletic Derek guys with some upside. Yeah. I guess that's true. They're just they can't score, uh, and that, I mean again, maybe we can survive like that because they're such I good think, defenders and they're switchable and stuff. So they we need to see more basket cuts. I mean, there's, it's some of the, they some of these guys they haven't played together that much. Like Most Derrick of them. Jones Jr. has not played with so, but when I saw we have him, ten new like, guys on the Bulls, Max. Yeah, ten new guys. So, but I like I with Ball and DeRozan and Caruso. These guys are really good passers. In Vooch, there was a couple times that they were doing like real quick passes to a cutting guy to score. I, we need to see more off-ball movement. Um, and if teams, what the Knicks did is they blitzed. They sent two at DeRozan and Levine whenever they got out of a pick and roll or whatever. Set a pick, they blitz them. What and then, but like they, they weren't. Like other guys weren't coming to the ball to the, or flashing to the hoop to, to get like an easy cut and, and a layup or an open three. They just need to play together more where they start to fix that stuff. And they got better at it towards the end of the game. And that's why they came back and almost won. So I think there's definitely um, the scoring will come as they play more, I, I think is, is what I would say. But uh, I mean, they do need some more. They, they need a more, another. Shot creator, um, which is what Kobe White's supposed to be when he gets back. Right, yeah, he's going to be pretty valuable. And now we don't know exactly when he's coming back. It could be January all of a sudden, according to Joe Kelly from the Chicago Sun-Times. It could be December, but he's going to be reevaluated <laughs> with his uh, shoulder injury that he needed a surgery for. Um, yeah, he's going to be reevaluated in the yes, middle Because it was November. like when we were playing the Jazz and you saw Jordan Clarkson and you saw what he was doing. And you're like, yeah, that's what we need. <laughs> God, pretty so much. Just, and that's pretty much what we want Kobe White to be. So, And we need another long wing um, that basically can do the stuff Patrick Williams was going to do. Yeah, so yeah, missing Patrick Williams is, is rough on it's a couple of levels. It's a yeah, big problem. On the one hand, it really hurts our just depth. But on the other hand, it's, it's you know, a crucial year for his development. It's his second season. He's going to... Miss almost the entire season now. You know, he's only going to be played a handful of games at the start of the year. And um, he's 20. So uh, this would have been a great chance for him to kind of get to that next level. And all of a sudden, he's going to be near three. And, like, you know, we'll start thinking about, you know, how how we feel about his fit long term, uh, what kind of contract he's going to command. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, 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 uh, it's too bad. So I'm, I'm less high on Patrick Williams than you are, I know. And, um but even then, I still I still think he's like a talented guy, and it would be fun to see what he could do with, with a, a good team. Um, yeah. But but yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Um, we've talked off air about uh, a trade idea I had. Uh, maybe I'll save it for another day. But um, let's just say Patrick Williams would not be on the team after this trade idea. I mean, I think we should talk about what you've been harassing me about, which Fine. is the play of Nikola Vucevic. Like, if we're not going to talk about that, we're burying the lead because that's pretty much all you complain about with the Bulls. You don't even want to talk about the good stuff, like DeMar dropping 30. You're well, like, we, oh, let's talk about Nikola Vucevic and how he's a terrible fit and how he's so bad. Yes. I want I the listeners to hear you say the words. Okay, and then we'll, and then we'll wrap up with um, talking about, you know, um, our three favorite Bulls, the three best Bulls, who do not yeah. include Nikola Vucevic. <laughs> but... Um, Okay, fine. So quickly, so I think Nikola Vucevic is making what was it, twenty-four million dollars this year, and um, that's Patrick not Williams, bad. Patrick Williams is making about seven and a half million dollars this year, right? Something like that on a rookie scale deal, but he's a high lottery pick. Um, so you package those guys that's together. A good, that's a reason. Vucevic's contract is deceptively reasonable. It's quite reasonable for a two-time All Star who's you know at his yeah. age thirty-one and, season and his and game is predicated year, on athleticism. Another year. Yeah, only one year left. After Declining this. contract, one year left. Um, yeah. But very tradable. Tradable, but here's the thing. He, um, I like him. He he's talented, right? But like he's very good. Uh, he's averaging like sixteen and eleven for us, and three and a half assists, 
two steals almost. That's 1. pretty 8. good. A lot yeah. of steals. Yeah, but you know what his shooting percentage is? It's not good. I 38. know 38.9%. I know. Um, on my fantasy team. Rough, rough shooting killing me. numbers. Um, killing me. He was terrible on offense in that Jazz game, actually. Um, but then at the last end. second, yeah. But Not we won. Literal, but like last couple of minutes. Yeah, I know we won off of some of his offense. But yeah, and he had a really nice pass uh, to a cutter. I think it was Zach that led to an easy layup too, which yeah. I really like. Yeah, and Zach likes playing with him, and that's huge. Well, you you talk about how you like their pick and pop game, and I get that. Yeah, you know, their two man games are really good. He's a, he's a valuable player. I just uh, you know. This team likes to get out and run outside of Vucevic. Uh, no, Vucevic's defense has actually been, like, sort of okay. Yeah, um, well, we have surprisingly. a very good defensive team. Well, yeah. it helps when you have really good perimeter defenders yeah. getting your hands in the passing lane, getting in front of them. His biggest problem last year, and I pointed this out again and again, and people don't seem to want to listen to this. They're like, oh, we're going to be so bad on defense, you know. Who wants to play defense on that team? I don't know. Lonzo Ball, Alex Caruso, um, Javante Green, Io DeSumo, uh, Derek Jones, I mean, Tony Bradley off the bench. Um, and then, you know, a lot of defense is just about commitment and effort and um, being in the right place at the right time. So, I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, clearly like a, a Donovan ethos to have even guys that are not really great defenders like Vucevic and DeRozan play yeah. the passing lanes too and they just like yeah. sort of keep that awareness. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like what with the I'm good seeing. defenders. Because you're seeing worse. it now this year, and you didn't last year. I th- my problem with Vooch, uh, I mean, he's not coming up on a lot of the picks. So it, either, like, guys will blow by or he'll give them a shot. And so they're giving up those easy jumpers out of the pick. So off screen. So he's just not consistently good defensively. But he's also not terrible. Um the point about the rest of the guys pushing the pace and him not is fair. But in the half court, he helps us a lot. And the beautiful thing about getting out in transition is we've got Lonzo, Caruso, uh, uh, you know, Zach, Io, like guys that are really, all these guys like fly. So I don't know. I think there's some good, uh, good stuff we can do even without – um, and I saw him hustle uh, the other night. I, he'll figure the shooting out. Uh, maybe. He, um, you would he'll think the shooting would come back a little year. bit. He did last year. Last year he was, he, was, he was great. And he's hit some clutch shots down the stretch in both the Knicks game and this Jazz game. Yeah. Rudy Gobert, you know, made things tough. But honestly, I think a lot of it was just he just uh, – Rudy Gobert affected a lot of the stuff around the rim. But he was just missing jumpers, too. Which he's been doing all season and during the preseason, even. Um, yeah. He just had, had trouble fitting in a little bit. I, I don't know. I think my idea was you trade Williams and Vucevic um, for Harrison Barnes and Rashawn Holmes uh, on the Kings. Do you hear that, think- listeners? He wants to trade Nikola Vucevic for Rashawn Holmes. Nikola Vucevic and another player, Patrick Williams, who's probably not going to play for us But who was the number year. four overall pick. A year ago. Yeah, well, you know who was the number two overall pick uh, a couple years but ago? Marvin Bagley the third on the Kings. You know, this happens sometimes. I'm not saying that he's a bust. I'm not Vooch saying that he's is, a bust. Vooch is a really good player. It is hard to get guys like that. So is Harrison Barnes. He's a switchy 3-4. Uh, he can shoot. We, could, we can find another person like that. I, I, I like Barnes. He's also on a descending deal, so his contract is up the same year Vucevic is up at the end of the 2022-2023 season. Um, he's, you know, right in his prime age-wise, he's 29, um, and he's averaging crazy numbers right now. Now, to be fair, it's probably going to come down a little bit. He's on the I'm Kings, not, tr- but I'm he's not averaging interested. fine. I'm not interested in trading anyone in our starting lineup other than whoever's at the four, which in this case is John Tiggery, obviously. Or but Williams. I'm not interested in, well, he's not there. I know, but he sure. would have been the starting four. So I know, but he's not now. So. We can count him. And no one's going to trade it for him in his heart. Um, well, you just said he's number four pick. He's got a lot of upside, you know? Yeah, but I'm not interested in trading him because I think he's going to be a huge... One of the things that I like to look at in basketball is value and inefficiencies. 
So what is the great inefficiency? Underpaid superstars. We have a bunch of underpaid stars slash really good players. So Zach, Vooch, and then Patrick Williams on a rookie deal. We'll get him. I mean, he's going to be a good value for what we need, especially when we need to pay Zach a lot of money. You're not going to be able to afford a big con- another big contract. So... Lonzo is a great value contract too. I mean, I love these this, these moves they've made. Um, you know, like Bradley, you know, great deal, right? I mean, to have him. So I, I just think there's a lot of good contracts, a lot of good situations. I think the guy who I think is the odd man out is Kobe White, even though he is a good fit for us as a six man off the bench. Ultimately, the your point that you're making that is a good point to me. We need another long wing, basically. You know, a stretch four. Or a guy who can do a lot of what Patrick Williams is going to do. Um, so, I don't know. I mean, is Derek Jones Jr. going to be the fill-in for that spot? I don't know. I liked what I saw from him. But I think he could be a good fit with the starters. But, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the... Uh, I don't, but I don't want to trade Lonzo, Zach, DeRozan, Vucevic, or Caruso. I love that. I, th- I think those are, they're awesome together. I don't want to trade them. I don't either, except for Vucevic, so, who I do want to trade. Um, I don't want to trade them. I think, I think they're a good fit. I just think we need to add another piece somehow. It's, it's going to be tough for $5 million bucks to get somebody, you know, that's a high-level guy. Um, I, just, I just think it's an interesting opportunity. Harrison Barnes, let me just look at his numbers Kobe White, Kobe White's contract is up after this year. Right? Yeah. We didn't extend him. So. Nor should we have. Nor was I anybody know. clamoring for us to. But, but this is my point, right? Like, where is that? What's the path to the next star player? Or next really good player? Because if we could get one more, like, star, you know, I just don't know where that player is. And I think Harrison Barnes would be a great fit, but I'm not trading... Vucevic for him. Well, I mean, it's it's Barnes and Holmes for Vucevic and Williams. And again, no. Williams is not going to be here this year, and Williams is a project. Uh, Barnes is averaging twenty five points, ten rebounds, two assists, shooting fifty one point nine percent from the field. It's a very short term deal. Shooting like fifty two point eight percent from three. You were the one who was complaining how we were going too much on the win now, and now you're trying to trade away our one young asset. Well, that was another problem with the construction of the roster, though, was that we only had you know one guy who seemed like he was a high upside guy because Kobe. So White you trade him. <laughs> so your solution is let's get rid of him. Well, I mean, we're all in right now, right? So no, 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 no. We're not all in. We're in. We're not all in. We're close to all in. We traded two first round draft picks for Vucevic. Um, Did we? Yeah, which is which is also why we're probably never gonna we're not gonna. We did admit. get another one back though from the Blazers. Yeah, we did for now. The question Plus is, Derek Jones Jr., which is good to get both things. The expiring deal of Derek Jones Jr., yeah. Yeah, but the, it's not the, bad. The, the question is like... Um, Larry Nance. Well, the question is more uh, what's going to happen in terms of the tampering investigation the NBA is doing on us because um, yeah, for the Alonzo Ball signing over the summer, the signing trade with the Pelicans, um, we announced that like minutes after or a minute after free agency started. Yeah, but and the knows. NBA has been investigating us. Everybody tampers, it, but but I think maybe for dumb, some dumb reason is just really fixated on investigating our our deal and the the Heat deal for Kyle Lowry. And so I'm worried they'll take away a draft pick. They might not. They might just fine us. But um, they shouldn't do anything because it's stupid. Because everybody tampers. Even if like, they, I, as good. long as they don't take away a first round pick, that would be really bad. Yeah, they better not take away a first round pick because we don't have a lot of those. So I know. I know. Also, Rashawn Holmes, by the way, um, not a good defender, uh, but he's averaging 15 and 10. Um, you, we could find another guy who does that, but Vooch is hard to there, – you, there's not other Vooches. But he's more of like a – he fits the roster more, Rashawn Holmes, especially alongside – I think you know, Vooch you, you fits get the, the, the shooting of Barnes, you know. I think Vooch fits the roster really well. Vucevic, you know, Vucevic is a slow-plotting guy. I've seen him sprint every now and then. Yeah, but his sprint is slower than most people's sprints in the NBA. Yeah, because people in the NBA are really fast. Um, Look, I think 
I've, once the offense starts to gel, but here's the thing. We're 5-1. and one. We have not hit our ceiling at all. No, I just want to replace the expected output of Patrick Williams somehow. I don't know how that's going to happen, but yeah. the solution is not trading Vucevic. And by the way, I don't trade Vucevic unless I get a superstar back or like a high-level star. You're not getting that for Vucevic. I know, so you keep him. Ugh, I just, you need a guy who can, a big guy who can stretch the floor. That's what everybody wants. Harrison Barnes would be that. Everybody wants a center who can pass and stretch the floor and rebound. He does those things. And defend. He doesn't do that. But, <laughs> but we're, we are, our, our defense is really good. Despite him, not because of him. I know, but he's the key to making our offense better. He's the key. He's one of them. I know, oh. but he makes other people better. Yeah, he does. Fair. He makes the other players better on offense. If you were to ask DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine, Lonzo Ball, they'd be like, yeah, it's awesome playing with Vucevic because they have to pay attention to him wherever he is, and he can pass the ball to us. I mean, yeah. I don't understand why you don't. like The fact that he's draining these threes towards the end of games is awesome. Yeah, but not at... A lot of other times during the games. Right now. But last year, he was great ever since he came over. Yes, on an 11 He won us games. Like, last year, he won us games. So. I I know why you're – I know where you're coming from because I'm seeing the same problems. But what I'm saying is, looking at the big picture, it is so early in the season to – I just am not worried about him shooting the ball over the course of the whole season. Yeah, the offense isn't really like a long-term issue for me either. It's really the defense and the fit on offense because of um, the fact that he's so slow compared to the rest of our guys who like to get out and run. We just held the Jazz to 99 points, right? That's pretty good. He made life harder on Gobert. He makes Because if you can make Gobert have to come out, because if he's going to the drop coverage then he's out there to shoot threes. That's really going to help. Against a team like the Bucks, for example, right? Mm-hmm. Here, let me give you an example. Brooke Lopez, if he's going to drop back into the paint or Giannis, if they're going small, whatever, Vooch gets to do a pick and pop with Zach, a two-man game. He'll have open jumpers. And if they start to cover Vooch, he can dish it. Then they can only single cover Zach, or he can dish it off to one of the open shooters in the corners or something like Lonzo. So... It, it creates problems for the other te- these other really good teams. I want someone to make Embiid come out of the paint, right? Because he has to come out to protect, to, to contest threes from Vooch. And if he doesn't, Vooch is just going to rain threes. That's the key. Like, we need that to get to this next level of efficiency. He also shoots free throws really well, and he rebounds. In general, in general. If he, but I mean, this is definitely something to monitor. If he doesn't get out of the shooting slump, we're not going to be uh, an elite team. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get out of the shooting slump. I just don't. I, I just, I just think that like the most important position, the most important position to be good at defensively is center. So it's just weird that we have this roster that's not constructed that way. Um, I know, but he looks. It's less of an issue. When you have all these long guards that are, that are switching and getting their hands on the pass lines. What yeah. ends up happening is guys like Lonzo end up on an island with bigger players on them. Like they're defending bigger players than they should have to, you know, because they switch or whatever. But yeah. it actually ends up working a lot of the time. Lonzo had to guard Julius Randle for stretches there. That was a tough look. That was problematic. Yeah. But like Lonzo guarding the power forward is crazy. But when he was doing Jeremy Grant against the Pistons, it was fine. Yeah, well... Against Ingram, it wasn't better. that bad either, so... Yeah. Juice Randall's a handful. He was, like, fourth in MVP voting last year. He's, good. He's a he's, really good player. He's quite good. He's, his rebounding and his uh, passing are his both passing. very good. Yeah, very passing's good. gotten really good. I know. Crazy. Tibbs is, like... He actually was always a good passer, even in college. Um, at Kentucky. 
Oh, interesting. I never he was. thought about his game that way. He was. He just wasn't asked to be the focal point because he was of his position. He's yeah. never asked to be the focal point of an offense like that. Um, it unlocks but, a lot for them to have him be a good yeah, passer. He's always been a smart player and a very skilled big guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's never been but, bad. But now he's fully committed uh, in all aspects of the game. And it's he has a coach fun. who's helping him with that. I feel good for them. I'm, I'm excited for the New York fans. The Knicks um, are going to be really good this year. I mean, they are, but... They're, yeah, like, you know, they don't have a second all-star, so it's like, you feel like it might limit their ceiling. But again, like we said, they, they go 10 deep, so... No, I think in the regular season they'll be great, but then they'll in the playoffs I think it's going to be the same thing it was last year. They're like, you know, the team's better than it was last year, you yeah. know, and Kemba, so in the playoffs yeah. it could, depending on matchups, go a little better than, than that 4-1 defeat at the hands of the Hawks in the first round, but... Yeah, it's like, you know, who knows. But the same issues are going to be there. Yeah. It's, everyone's going to, they're all going to hone in on Julius Randle defensively. Other teams they're are. They're going to make him go left. I don't yeah. know why we didn't make R.J. Barrett uh, go right. You know, like, we kept letting him go the direction that they wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but we kind of figured it out towards the end. I don't know. Like, it was, I honestly was encouraged by the game because of how he fought back. And, like, there was that stretch where we were so bad. Um and let them blow it up, but I don't know. So it's encouraging. We'll see. I think we'll know a lot about this team um, in like another couple weeks. Yeah, I think so. And then um, really quickly, just to bring us home, we can talk about our three best players um, in order, uh, in ascending order, uh, so far this season. I want to say so far, yeah, because yeah. I think Vooch. Number three, Lonzo Ball. Number two, DeMar DeRozan. Number one, Zach Levine. Now, DeMar DeRozan's been a better offensive player uh, right now than Zach, but um, he's got his limitations on, de- on offense and, like, defensively, you know, he does what he can, but he's not really a particularly good defensive player. So, that's Let's our Let's talk three. about tomorrow and how yes. great he's been on the He's Bulls. been awesome on the And Bulls. I was saying this. Was I not saying this before the season? Did I not say, why is no one getting his credit? Because DeMar DeRozan's going to be awesome. I, Didn't you I know, say that? I was, Did I say that? I was excited I about the fit. Like, I didn't think it was going to be this good, but I was excited about the fit because he does the things Zach doesn't do. And, and some I, of the things I, that Zach does do in terms of being like, clutch late. How great is it at the end of games to be able to just say, Zach, if, if Zach's getting double teamed, DeMar can, can shoot, you know, a mid-range shot with the best of them. He kind of reminds me a little bit of like Dwayne Wade, uh, not not for us, but for the Heat. You know, when Dwayne Wade, you know, when the when everything sort of like fell apart at the end of a game, just to get us a bucket in a crafty way that did not involve three point shooting. Kind of reminds me a little bit of Kobe in that way. Yeah, just you can shoot like from outside not, more. But not yeah. the extreme Kobe where he does the crazy fadeaways, but you know, breaking people down in the mid range and, and getting those buckets. It's so refreshing, and he can just get to the rim and get fouled yeah. whenever he wants. He's just so good. I also love he doesn't he's a good passer and he doesn't turn the ball over. That's one of yeah. the things I've hated about watching the Bulls for the last like five years, maybe longer, honestly, is the turnovers. We used to just not be able to pass it well and we would turn it over too much. These guys are very you know, they're very good. The only time they really they, they turn it over when they are trying to be super, you know aggressive and flashy and, and often that works out anyway so I love I I think he's been awesome yeah uh, he's been awesome hey, let's Lonzo's look at been really good too Lonzo's been awesome so. DeRozan 23.7 points 5.5 rebounds um, 4.3 assists almost one steal <coughs> what's his field goal percentage 44.7, and um, good. 87.8 from the free throw line. Uh, 6.8 attempts a game. That's pretty good. And pretty a lot awesome. of attempts for other people are coming down because of the new foul rules. Yeah. They're being adjusted, so they're not giving people, and he's still getting to seven a game. And he's taking two three-pointers a game, you know, which is, I like the thought, you know, because there was a time with the Spurs. Uh, I've seen his first two seasons him, with the Spurs, you know? he didn't, like, he took 0.6 yeah. and 0.5 during two separate seasons with the Spurs, which yeah. is, like, you can't, if you're starting. What's his, th- let's see, what's wing? his three-point percentage? Not good, 30.8%. Um, yeah. You know, but average is, you know, 35, 36 usually. Um, but... You know, I don't know. I think trying to like 
trying to shoot from three, trying to keep defenses honest a little bit, I think it's is good. probably the way to no, go. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Uh, okay, so yeah, anyway, so that's tomorrow. So yeah, let's talk about Lonzo. Lonzo has been an awesome, awesome defender. Um, he's still got like a, like a pretty fun ceiling to me. I think I said before, like, I feel like he could be a one or two time all-star kind of guy at some point. Um, I don't really know, like he's very deferential on scoring. So I guess it might take like a great team record for him to get that kind of recognition. But, um, cause he's only averaging like 12.3 points on, um, 10.8 field goals uh, a game right now. Um, yeah. Shooting 35.7% from three, uh, 83.3% from the free throw line, 41.5% from yeah. um, the field. So not amazing shooting numbers yet, but he's a, he's a good three-point shooter, keeps defenses honest that way. Really awesome passer, uh, really awesome uh, rebounder for his size, two steals a game, um, 1.3 blocks a game. But that yeah. sort of speaks more to the fact that he's an awesome, awesome, awesome defender. He can guard all three perimeter positions. Uh, I mean, he's six, been forced six, to switch and guard everyone fours. one to four. Yeah. yeah, he's had to guard fours. And he can do so sometimes, like you said, against like Ingram At or least, whatever. Yeah, I mean, he's super strong and he's big for our point guard, which I think is awesome. Yeah. He's been, really, he's been a really good fit. He's been so cool. The it's so cool to have a defensive point guard. We haven't had a really good defensive point yeah. guard since like and forever. <laughs> look, the team. This is another thing I've said. Ron Harper. A lot of, a lot of defense is effort and technique, and it's not like, do you see Demar get blown by or muscled out of the way because he's kind of slight and he's guarding guys that are strong, athletic, and whatever? Um, yeah, yeah, he, it happens. You know. Um, but overall, we do a good job of being in the right place at the right time, and we have a couple really disruptive guys. You know, Javante, like, we've talked about them, but Zach's doing a better job defensively getting over screens. Like, you see it. I mean, the effort, the con- it's contagious. These guys getting a chance to actually practice together before the season, like being in preseason, and Billy Donovan getting to, like, instill his, his rotations and, his value, and, like, what his defensive principles are. I mean, it's just been a world of difference. And not having Larry Markkinen and Kobe White on the floor, huge plus defensively. Yeah, I do not miss. Well, I do not miss Larry Markkinen, and I'm I miss Kobe White, but I Kobe's miss him fit. coming off the bench, just shooting, yeah. and trying to score, which is going to help a lot. I'm pumped, man. I don't. I mean, what you know? This is a good team. We're gonna. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of parity in the NBA, so I'd love to see us beat. Philly. To sweep them, these next two. They don't have Simmons. Don't have Simmons. Um, Love to see us beat Boston. Because it's Boston. Yeah. You know, no love lost there. Okay. Well, anything else you want to cover? No, I think we got it. Uh, I'm excited to see what happens next week. Um... Would love for us to go 500 at least for the, the week. Um, so, yeah, let's go, Bulls. Uh, let's hope Zach stays okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I'm interested to see what kind of moves uh, our front office, which people like to call Acme, which is Arturis Karnasovas and Mark Eversley, um, what they're going to do about this this Williams thing. I think they were probably going to make some kind of move anyway, and now they almost definitely will. They're, they're creative and interesting, and I hope they don't sacrifice too much draft equity. Yeah, they that's really my question. to give up. So. What are they going to give yeah. up? I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll um, see. It could – I don't know. I don't know. We need a Harrison Barnes type. So can we swindle somebody out of theirs? <laughs> I don't know. What would we have to give up? I, I honestly don't know. Uh, if it's like yeah. a long-term solution, is it worth a, f- a first-round pick? I, well, depends, right? It de- it depends. If we okay, let me ask you this: If we had Harrison Barnes on this team, and we didn't have to give up anything significant, like say Derek Jones Jr. in a first or something like that, for Harrison Barnes, would you say that? That makes us a contender. I honestly don't know. In the East? Yeah. I honestly don't know. 
If you're not going to have Kyrie on the Nets, you know, I mean, I still think we would be not as good as the Nets or Milwaukee, but I think we'd be right in the mix with the rest of the teams. I think I think I think we could be right there. Yeah, if it's so I, so if, we uh, we don't he, lose Williams. I mean, Williams doesn't really matter this year, obviously, but um, yeah. Well, I don't know. It's tough because like, do we have a second All Star even this year if we have a good record? I guess like DeRozan or something maybe. Pooch. Yeah, if DeRozan keeps playing like this, well, I guess he's not that many points, but then he's rebounds and assists and. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. We'll get two All-Stars if we play. I mean, I think Vooch is going to, his numbers are going to get better. Vooch or DeRozan looks to be the candidate, even though I would say Lonzo, uh, to me, Lonzo's my favorite bull right now, honestly. (laughs) He's so fun. Uh, And I love defense first, guys. If if Lonzo keeps playing like this, he might get on the all-defense team. Yeah, exactly. Like, he's not going to be an All-Star this year unless, you know, crazy stuff happens, but... um, I mean, he... He will be eventually if he, if he continues to grow on offense. He's young. You know, he's a he's young guy. 23, 24. 24, yeah. I think he just turned 24. I mean, it's a okay. uh, – and, you know, these are I, – I like a lot what I'm – I like what I'm seeing. I think these guys are, are going to be really good. I love having – I think DeRozan is a great fit. I like having his veteran presence too because you could tell it helps settle the guys down. Whenever stuff was kind of out of control – and he's on the floor, they'll, like, give it to him, and he, like, settles it down. Um, Lonzo uh, can do that, too, but if he's not on the floor, and DeRozan's acting as the main ball handler, which is is great. So, um, yeah. Yeah, Vooch is the guy who needs to get going, basically. Yeah. But he he will. And then watch out, rest of the NBA. Watch out. I mean, you can tell he's fired up and he's frustrated, but he's also, like, in his, you know, getting after it, so. This has to be the only, like, this is by far the best team he's been on where he's, like, a major contributor. Because um, he was on some early, like, Doug Collins-era Philadelphia teams, I believe. But This is, yeah. I also think Caruso's bringing a winning mentality to this team. Oh, yeah. Caruso's know, been great for what we've asked him to do. Yeah. yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah, awesome. I really like I really like Caruso. I love what they've done to the team. team. It is 180 from last year. Yeah, and they all seem to really like each other. They they get yes. along. They're supporters. Yes. There's like they hugs like after together. plays. Yeah, yeah, because they, they're passing to each other. Yeah, they, they move the ball. They everyone's getting a chance. You know, it makes it a lot better to play to get together. Yeah, way. yeah, they do seem to get along. They have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, it, it feels like we really got something here, but I'm curious to see how we do against more winning teams. Um, so far, we split the games against teams that I expect to be in the postseason. Um, so, yep. yeah, let's see. Yep, we have. We've split them, um, which, I mean, that's not the worst thing in the world. You know, still end up still, if in general. I mean, we beat the Jazz. That's not easy to do. Well, look, you know, if you beat everyone you're supposed to beat... And um, then you win half the games against guys that it's like, maybe we're going to beat. Yeah. 45-1 team. Yes, which is over what our over-under was. Yeah. So, go Bulls. Go Bulls.